We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. And uh, today we're recording in my bedroom and it looks like we're filming a weird porno. <laughs> so we're on the bed. <laughs> but we got the lights set up. It's because Amelia said this right before we recorded our intro. It's the hottest day of the year in Seattle and I have an AC unit in my bedroom and it has been on full blast all day and I have a nice, quiet, silent fan that is blowing now. I'm incredibly impressed by the temperature in this room. It feels nice. It does. We you have don't air realize. conditioning at my house and this room is colder than the rest of my house. I'm a, I'm a brat though. It needs to be freezing. I have to sleep in, in cold. Somebody sent me one of those Dyson fans that we were talking about yeah. on a previous episode, which is so fucking nice. Yeah. This man is just, he's so nice. I don't want to say his name just in case he doesn't want me to, but he listens to the podcast and it has saved my ass because my air conditioning is broken in my room. <laughs> just my room. So just your room. Wait, that's why we drink. that one also hasn't been repaired. I don't, we don't know what's wrong. Like the whole top floor of the house is hot because it's oh the top floor, but my room is like a sauna and we don't know why the vent isn't blocked. So I have the Dyson. Thank God. That thing's amazing. I can control it from my phone. Not right now because the Wi-Fi's out of my house because Comcast can't handle the heat. You're just, you, your home's having a rough go. It's having a rough, do- I'm having a rough month. <laughs> I don't do well in the heat. It is, it has been a rough month. Mm-hmm. I will, I'll agree with you. I've had a lot of uh, weird mishaps. Like we had a camera mishap, like. Um, I, I have like a DSLR from college and like, I bought this fancy, like plug in battery that you plug into the wall. And then I was like, set it all up. And the moment came where I turned on my camera and nothing happened. And I was like, God fucking damn it. That's how it always so goes. Like every week there's a new thing, but I'm Mercury glad. is no longer in retrograde. Yeah. We're still, no, but we're still in a, the shadow afterwards. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like the shadow is worse. The worst Mercury retrograde I ever had is like the first time I like really traveled internationally by myself and like 
I just like was losing keys and getting locked out of my hotel room because like my battery was dying. Yeah, I was in Thailand. What trip that was. It was a blast, but also like weird stuff was happening to me. And then my roommate through the trip, she was, I, I was like, stuff like this does not usually happen to me. And she's like, I don't believe you. I think that you're bad luck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was we had the Murphy's Law conversation. And yeah. that was your Murphy's Law trip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just a Mercury retrograde classic been. trip. Because much worse things could have happened to you on that trip, and it didn't happen. My other shitty Mercury retrograde experience was when I was moving, when I moved here. Oh, my God. And I had the terrible movers. That was kind of scary. It was really scary, actually. What was that guy's name? Chad. Ch- it was it literally would be Chad. fucking Chad. <laughs> um, but I did want to mention to you... Um, we got a ton of like DMs and emails from people about the listener who wrote in about like the guy that she's been seeing who like doesn't want her yeah. to reciprocate like any sexual favors or like get him off. And so I asked my boyfriend too. I was like, hey, what do you think? Like while I was editing, I was like with him and I was like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, what would you guess? Because we did our speculating, but then we were also like... Have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I would guess like it would be because like he um, can only get himself off. Like that would be his first guess. Mm. So it's just like, he, you know, you don't want to like have your partner like try and get you off when you know they're not going to be able to if you can only get yourself off. And That's- then a ton of other people said like... You can dry orgasm, mm-hmm. which we knew from uh, Kinky Katie, mm-hmm. but that didn't sound like the situation here. Like, no, n- there's it doesn't seem like there's anything really physical involved on her end. But I think uh, a lot of people mentioned like could be trauma related. Mm-hmm. So, which was one of the things that we said. Yeah, and then some people also mentioned that, um, like it, like just getting her off could be like more than enough for him. Like. He just, that's just all he wants to do. Which like makes have like a pleasure kink or whatever. Right. It could be really anything. Yeah. Going back to what your boyfriend said about only knowing that like he can get himself off would be the potential of what's going on in your experience. How like ratio wise, I don't really know how to ask this. I'll, I'll, I'll talk from my own experience and then I'll ask you the question. Okay. I can make myself come during sex much quicker when I'm doing like this like clitoral stimulation than if he's doing it Mm -hmm. do you experience the same thing yeah and that has to be because we masturbate so we like know what works just know like your own way around your body and i've hooked up with some guys that like i'll start kind of just like taking charge in that arena and they seem like a little like intimidated yeah like like offended that like and it's like not like that at all no you know so i don't know it's just i think that that's something that people don't really talk about often because mm-hmm. nobody wants to like that's a good someone. point well yeah because i don't take it personally it's just like no it, it's hard like to do for like i would imagine it would be hard for your partner to do all of the stimulation if that makes sense yeah. like like it's a lot of work yeah vaginally and clitorally like in the air yeah and they, <laughs> they can't sense where like something is on you especially like if it like you're using a vibrator or something on your clit like you know exactly where it is and like you need to like move something just a little bit for it to work. Yeah. But, yes. It's yeah. like a, like a quarter of a centimeter makes a difference. Yeah, it really does. And it's like such a and joke. It's, it's like, like men can't find I don't want you to stop what you're doing and I don't want to like, I'm just going to take 
charge because I'm already almost there. Yeah, so. right. And then when you start to get in your head about like, oh, this, I know that this isn't going to work. Oh, no, now it's taking a while. It starts to, then you get in your head and then Ugh, it's like, oh, I'm not yeah, going to be able to come. Worst. It's all a mind game. A lot of how people with vaginas come is all not all a lot of it is mental yeah you have to like be in a right (laughs) yeah you have to be in the right headspace you can't like get in your head about it it sucks how much of it is like self-consciousness yeah like oh god do i look weird or like do Mm -hmm. i have like a stupid orgasm face (laughs) yes oh my god or like do i if they're going down on you like do do i smell bad it's all you have to be in the right headspace like oh fuck i've been sweating all fucking day yeah oh i you know what okay this i have two things to say and one is a shorter statement a lot of guys experience that a lot of people with penises experience that too a few of the guys that i've hooked up with in the past like six months can't stay hard and they'll be like it's nothing about you like you're really hot it's not you i'm like i know like i understand and i understand also like the shame that comes with not being able to stay hard because Mm -hmm. sometimes i can't i dry up and then it's the same kind of experience of like i am having a good time it's yep. just it just happens mm-hmm. and so much of it is mental and that's another thing i think people have a hard time talking about i think people like feel like they're you know like not hot enough or like not turning the other person on enough when a lot of it is just like somebody gets in their head and then it's game over from there if they're mm-hmm. thinking too hard about it yep totally been there um, and i've had like i've hooked up with partners who have been there too yeah they're, i'm like we can stop it's Right. Not a big deal. Yeah. yeah, don't get too in your head about it. I'll yeah. always say like, nope, just let's just hang out. You know, if yeah. like the moment arises again, so to speak, then we'll just do it then. But I, I like you mm-hmm. specifically. Yep. And the sex stuff is just like a perk, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. We can revisit. It's I not had a big deal. So many people, somebody asked, um, I got served an ad today about, it was, um, created by an OBGYN for like a it's like a vagina deodorant yeah but it's like not the vagina that smells bad it's bacteria from the butt <laughs> what yeah yeah there's some science that the bacteria from uranus makes your vagina smell a type of way and so this doctor created this deodorant she has a line for armpit deodorant and then she has like a topical cream for everywhere everywhere else um and it helps and people swear by this shit i was gonna order some just for science what Mm -hmm. yeah interesting i know so that's a fun fact it's not your vagina that's not yours i'm looking at you when i say don't worry (laughs) it's not your vagina that smells (laughs) no but it's that's apparently vaginas don't have a natural odor it's from your butthole says a gyno wash wash your ass so wash your ass friends um i have a new bay <laughs> every week <laughs> are you ready to move another on one that last statement we have a lot to talk about today we do okay i'll jump into this it's a short story okay i was listening to music the other day and this song came on my discover weekly and it was this beautiful man's voice and the song is about coming together, like orgasming at the same time, but it's like disguised. You don't really know that that's about unless you like really listen to it. And it's so fucking good. And his voice is just beautiful. Do you know who um, Alan Raymond is? No. Okay. Anyway, it's like very like deep and like raspy. It's Maybe f- locked them doors <laughs> in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's him. You've heard of him. No, so... 
I posted the song on my story and like quoted a part of it. And the singer of the song messaged me back and was and like, he was like, wow, wow, baby. Pretty girl. <laughs> he was like, that's my favorite line from the song, blah, blah, blah. He's like, and he was like, I'm trying to walk the line between like explicit and like art, you know, as we all are. And he followed me back. He only follows like 250 people. I was like, okay, what's, <laughs> so I like slid on in. And we were just like chatting and like he lost his job during COVID and he like decided to lean into music full time, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, if you don't come to Seattle when you tour, I will fully riot. And he was like, well, I will do my due diligence to save the city of Seattle. And I was like, well, I like to be prepared. So here's my number. Not thinking that he would text me at all. He texted me like two minutes later. This sounds like Charles Manson. But um, we've just been chatting. Deep sigh into the microphone. We love a sex positive bay. We'll see. He looks just like my ex. I have to show you him. You're stressing me out. I know. I'm stressing myself out. stressing the audience out. I'm honestly, I'm at a point in my life where like I'm starting to look for danger again. (laughs) No. Why? It's been too it's been too simple and normal. Oh god. Wait. Uh, he looks just like my ex. Here, give me your phone. There's his Instagram. <laughs> I don't trust it. Are you getting a vibe? He's I like just, just now blowing up. You're just I just uh, I'm just anxious. I have a problem. Yeah. I I need if you staged an intervention, I wouldn't be surprised. I come over next time, like all of our friends I are just, here. I just, and y- you know, no offense if you are listening to this because you're in love with Amelia, but like, I just don't trust the guys that you are talking to that have like large followings. I know, me neither. I just like do. I have no reason to trust I, them either. I really. only trust one. <laughs> oh, the one you met. Yeah. Who listens and he would be very happy to hear that. He's the only one I trust. He's, oh, oh, look who's in here. Well, happy to have you, Gramps. Uh, are we? Uh, yeah, well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, help, how did I get in here? Anyway, we're going to have to give him a name. We're going to, I'm going to call him Turtle. Um. Anyway, so that's, uh, I just had to throw that name in the ring because we don't know where it's going to go. Maybe oh, I'll okay. fly to California and um, I have a new bay. It's It's pretty exciting. I'm still seeing squints though. Squince is currently hanging out with my parents while I we're also, recording. Yeah, I really like him too. All my friends do. Mm-hmm. He's a good egg. I met his sister and his sister's girlfriend. My mom was like, so Amelia is dating a boy she met online? I was like, she's dating a lot of boys she met online. Yeah, which one? You're going to have to specify. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, I understand. <laughs> like, oh, right. I'm like, this is what dating is. You've got to date around. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Play the field. Yeah. I'm really only seeing him, though. I mean, it's like the first time I'm like really only talking to one person. It's weird, but it's not intentional. We're not exclusive. It's just the chips kind of fell that way, you know. I mean, are you talking to only him? Because it... am I? I guess emotionally, I'm only talking to him. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's that's your Aquarius Moon talking. Because for me, I'm Ooh, like, tell me more. Well, Aquarius move, it just seems like you're so good at compartmentalizing your feelings. Mm. I could never. <laughs> I can't do it. It's too much. It's, it's too hard. It's a new thing for me. I feel like I've kind of come into my Aquarius moon then because before it was like if I liked somebody, it was like all, balls to the wall. I'm going to marry this person and nobody else. I see nobody else. And now I'm like. Maybe it's just because you're older than 25 person. now. Yeah. 
that could be it. I'm, I'm, I'm grown. I've, I've aged out of my um, attachment wounds. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'm just you, so you're damaged. Just developing new ones. I just can't attach to anything now. <laughs> That's sad. I've like made like a full rotation around my attachment wounds. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel good about that. Yeah. Feels safe. Sometimes I cry. We yeah, sometimes we all cry. Sometimes, sometimes I run. We have to. Sometimes I hide. Sometimes I close my eyes. <laughs> sometimes, oh, that's a sometimes I'm she scared had a, she had a of you. Big week. She did. We don't have time. Uh, sadly, we don't have we time. We don't. To no, we have a lot talk to talk about, about today. We will circle back to Queen Britney Spears next week. I'm sure more will happen. <sighs> we Her have second so much hearing is talk. July 15th. Oh, wow. We have more to talk. You're keeping us on track. Let's we, dive in. This is our cheating episode. So, we have more than one. We, yeah, we'll probably end up having more than one. Definitely. Uh, but. I think it's about time we finally cover the topic of cheating. We're like almost 50 episodes in. Holy shit, we are. This is going to be We've never like fully divulged. I think it's going to be like 47 or 48. Wild. I don't even know now. What do we have to do for 50? We have to talk about that. But we really should. I've been wanting to talk about cheating. Cheating is one of those topics that I've been afraid to dive into because there is so much to talk about that it's like, when are we ever going to have the time? I'm sure when we talk about this, we're going to get a lot of people writing in with their experiences mm-hmm. that maybe don't follow us on Instagram because that's where we ask the question about people that have experienced cheating. Mm-hmm. I feel like more people than not, unfortunately, have had an experience with cheating. Yeah. Have you been cheated on? I actually don't know. Um, I don't know if I have been cheated on. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I'll be able to explain this more later, but like Schumann... I asked him after we broke up if he ever cheated on me because I was constantly suspicious. Mm. And he was like, no, you are the only person I haven't cheated on. But I would be stupid to think that were true. That is, That he, sounds like something a cheater would say. Yeah, <laughs> and he traveled for work a mm. lot, so I would be stupid to think, like, I'm assuming he would probably, he probably had, like, a one-night stand. He's probably saying that to his wife, too. You're the only person <laughs> I haven't cheated on. I fucking hate that guy. I feel like I don't like him more than you don't like him, and that's <sighs> unhealthy. <laughs> for, I mean, on my it end. is nice, though. <laughs> I understand that. It's nice that you're when you have like friends and family who are like, thank fucking God you are not dating this person anymore because I'm ready to murder them for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, it's really good he doesn't live here. But I think I have collected several cheating stories for us to read, but yeah. you have a cheat. You have a cheating story. I have, yeah. I mean, we told it last episode, kind of, of when I was on the other end of it. I was mm-hmm. in the stress. I've been the mistress a few t- a few times unknowingly. I would never, yeah. ever knowingly be that person because i've been cheated on so many times but there has been an instance um there was a a past episode early early number that i talked about the guy in um, a short film that i was in yeah he was cheating on his wife with me and told me that they were in an open relationship but he he said that after we hooked up he said that they were getting a divorce and then afterward Mm. he said that they were in an open relationship that should have showed me everything that i needed to know that sucks being cheated on so many times and then being the other woman in a situation. Yeah. I've been cheated on in like 75% of the relationships that I've been in. Um, and that fucked me up for a really long time. Now I'm able to recognize that it doesn't have anything to do with me, even mm-hmm. though I'm the common denominator in all of those. Being Going through therapy <laughs> showed me that, that there's not anything that I'm doing other than giving people trust 
And a lot of the people that I dated, a lot of the guys were just young and immature. And they were not at a point in their lives where they were ready to commit to one person. And that's okay. But just recognize that. This is my whole thing with cheating. Like, nobody is making you be in a relationship. If you exactly. don't, if you don't want to commit to one person, you don't have to just don't. And it's so selfish to like keep them around. It's a hundred like, Oh, thing. I, I, I still love them. And I like mostly want to be with them. If they're not agreeing to not be monogamous, then like that's, that's the only conversation you need, you need to have. Yeah. Like yeah. they need to be aware and have the choice. Yes. Like, exactly. It's just selfish at that point if you're like, well, I still love them. So like I, st- I do want to be them with them, but I also want to be with other people. Yeah. And they don't. And then they, you don't want the you don't want them to hook up with anyone. It's really, yeah. truly a selfish thing. Fully. And now I'm realizing well, and, I'm, and it's stupid to think that like, OK, so if you can have no feelings involved and uh, hook up with other people, they probably can, too. Mm-hmm. So it's really stupid and selfish of you to think that like, oh, you want to be non non monogamous, but like you don't want them to be. I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's insanely selfish. It. I am realizing, too, how I'm combating that. A big thing that was difficult for me to separate myself from my ex was that he put me on such a pedestal that I felt comfortable that he wasn't going to cheat again. And I was like, but like we got there and like now I don't have to worry about him ever cheating again. Like that was how I was thinking about it. And now I'm starting to seek that out and people that I'm dating, like I want to be worshipped and like put on a pedestal, even though that makes me very uncomfortable. There's like a subconscious piece of me that's like, I have to be sure that they love me like like a toxic amount so that they don't cheat on me. It's all subconscious and it's not something I'm seeking out. But like Squints is a good example. He is so... He's he's like a golden retriever. I say this like all the time. He's so loyal and like he's like a one gal kind of guy. And there's a piece of me that's like, oh, like that's really that's like a draw, you know? Like I want to keep that around because it feels safe to have that around. And I've had to separate myself from that and look at other things about him that I adore cuz he's so great and realize that there are things about him that I like that aren't that because mm-hmm. that was a big thing that I was clinging on to. Like, well, I don't have to worry about him ever cheating on me which is like all of my old past trauma coming up. And I don't think that when people cheat, they think about the repercussions that it's going to have on the people that they cheat on. That yeah. shit sticks with you for so fucking long yep. because you have no reason to believe that they won't. It's hard to, once you get cheated on so many times, it's hard to imagine somebody. You're just like immediately like, yeah, sus- sus- suspect of like, any other you're on the defense person all the time exactly and I had to spend a lot of time alone to separate myself from that way of thinking because really anytime any of my friends got into relationships when I got out of my relationship in college like when we were on a break all of my friends that were in relationships my first thought was like I mean he's cheating on you like that was like my first thought and it's, I had no reason to think that outside of me just having that was no, your experience I had no reason to believe that somebody wasn't cheating on somebody that shit fucking blows. It's the most selfish thing you can do. Will you go into more detail about like your really terrible ex? The bit everyone has like the big ex, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's probably the one that affected you the most. Yeah, I mean, like it was kind of like a it like I feel like I like got had all of these small experiences that led into the big ex. You know, like my first boyfriend ever. He was long distance like he his dad lived in Washington his mom lived in Utah so we were in a relationship he was like 
I'm Mormon. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you should not be dating me. They in the first all have place. several wives. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But he was like a bad Mormon. That was like his whole thing. He's like, I'm not Mormon. I'm just my family is. I'm not like most Mormons. I'm not like I'm the a other bad Mormons. Mormon. <laughs> I'm a cool Mormon. I cheat on my girlfriends. Oh my god. He, so he no he had a girlfriend every time he went back to utah he would have a girlfriend and like i was too i was what 14 15 when we were dating so that young. wasn't i was young but that was my first experience so i just always assumed i just always dating after him i was like anytime anybody leaves i'm assuming that they're cheating on me and that's disgusting and then um, and those feelings feel so real when you're that age, mm-hmm. too. Of yeah. Like, it feels like the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, you're young. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, um, that is when I felt things the hardest and the most. Oh, my God. Olivia Rodrigo. Perfect example. That girl can. I saw a TikTok of this girl who's like, um, how embarrassing for that guy's mom. This like 17 year old girl is writing about your son you should like doing a job you should have done yeah that's so fucking real how embarrassing your son's acting like a fucking dumbass and this girl wrote a whole album about it Uh uh-huh anyways yeah i know that's some shame shame on your family (laughs) shame Shame on on your family name shame on your family (laughs) um how did i get there oh so okay after that i was dating a guy in college who was like the first guy that I was like seeing in college and I didn't want to be exclusive with him and he like really wanted to be exclusive so I was like okay I guess we're exclusive but I never called him my boyfriend I just like wasn't hooking up with other people so yes he wanted to be exclusive real bad and I was like okay fine I guess so I wasn't hooking up with anyone else and we had mutual friends he didn't go to my school but he was up every single weekend this and, is when you were in college. Yep, it was yeah okay. my freshman year. What school was he at? He was not in school. He took oh, okay. gap two years, gap year. So we had mutual friends, which is how I met him. And I was talking to our friend, and I mentioned something about how him and I are exclusive. And our friend was like, "Does he know that?" <laughs> and I was oh, yeah, I was like, "It was his idea." What do you mean? And he's like, "Every time he comes up, he is he's like." he's my dude but I feel like you should know because they were my friend too he was like every time he's up here he's bragging about hooking up with another girl like different girls all the time and I confronted him about it and he he admitted everything he wasn't like no just he was like yeah he just like folded quick yeah Mm -hmm. part of me is like does he what if he was lying to like seem like a player to his friends. Oh, and then he was back to And it lie. was it was more like he had so much pride. He didn't want his friends to find out he was fucking lying about hooking up with all these girls. He was like, "Yep, I'm ready to lose this relationship mm-hmm. for this for lie." For the bros. Yeah, for the boys. The boys <laughs> told you. The boys Yeah, the boys are like, "We're selling this fucking like, asshole out." Um, are you kidding? His other I'm friend for, I'm happy yeah. his friends told you. Me too. Me too. Yeah. He's yeah, the friend that told me is such a good dude. He has a wife now. They're all happy. He so one of his other friends had a crush on me and this guy what do I call him? The waiter. We're going to call him the waiter. The waiter. The waiter, not just waiter. It sounds like a fancy play. The waiter. A sad play. He, he was a waiter at like a really fancy restaurant. Um 
the fancy waiter. The fa- oh, he's the fancy waiter. Okay. So the, <laughs> so the fancy waiter. I'm not going to be able to say his name without laughing. I like it. The fancy waiter. The fancy waiter. waiter. His friend, who was also a mutual friend, liked me. And the fancy waiter showed me this conversation between the two of them where he was like, yeah, bro, like, if you like her, like, I'm not going to lose our friendship over some chick. He showed me this conversation. And my dumb 18-year-old ass wasn't like, don't call me some chick. What the fuck is that? I, and I was very offended. I was, I was like, hey, okay, well, I'm glad that you guys aren't losing your friendship over me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just some chick. And I got it tattooed on my lower back. Some chick. I don't have a, I don't have a some chick tramp stamp. Just oh, want to make God. that clear. But yeah, so that was, and then right after that, I started dating the big ex and he pulled the whole, like, I need a break, but we're not going to hook up with other people. And then he was hooking up with other people, found out two years later through other people. My roommates knew three months before I knew and they didn't tell me it was a fucking mess. If the boys can tell you, Mm -hmm. surely your roommates can tell you. Mm -hmm. They didn't tell me until we broke up the weekend after Halloween senior year. And I was crying. God, and I was Halloween like, dredges up some fucking ghosts. <laughs> and this is probably why I hate Halloween so much. Probably. That this makes is, a lot of sense. Me as a child. I'm knew, sorry I forced you to dress up and celebrate, you, you celebrate me. You <laughs> redefined Halloween for me and I'm forever grateful. That is the best compliment I've ever received. I mean it. That means a lot to me. It means a lot to me too. That I'm has been, that weekend my has been... <laughs> Changed Halloween for Amelia Sampson. I want that to be the way the world remembers me. Halloween has been a point <laughs> of contention in my life for, for forever. Well, I mean, I, that makes sense. Makes and you changed it. Good. So uh, the weekend after I was crying and I was like, I just want to be mad because it's so much easier to be mad than sad. And my roommates all... We're like, well, we're going to let you cry. And I guess they like left the room we're in disgust. Gonna, like be, make sure why you're mad. <laughs> give <laughs> yeah. you a good reason to be mad. Yeah. Let's, how, how are we going to break this to you? I ended up blacking. I had such a big panic attack. I blacked out and ended up down the road. And they almost called the cops because they couldn't find me. I didn't know where I was. I just like kind of like, came to and I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I have not had very many great relationship experiences. More often than not, I have been in a relationship that has ended in infidelity. Yeah. Wait, so, how did you confront your ex? He came over. So I found out about one of the girls and I texted him and I was like, you've got to. And so he was on his way over and then my roommates told me about the other one. And you're like, well, she already knows about one. Well, so they didn't know that I knew about one. So, oh. yeah. Oh. So they were like, I said, I want to be mad instead of sad. As I said that, I was getting another text from someone like, you should text this person and ask about him, your boyfriend and her. And I was like, I don't know her. You tell me. And she told me that they had fucked at a party. Oh, my God. So then I got a party. God damn it. All uh, uh, the two of them that I know about. I mean, there's probably more than two, but the two that I know about were at a party. So, like, like in, in, uh, he used to have a lot of parties at his house in college. It's kind of dirty. Yep. Well, <laughs> I have a fantasy, but it's still dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like his house, the house that they would party oh, in. Any college boy's house, I don't need to hear about it. Disgusting. I know it you was, know exactly what it looks yep, like. Yup. That place was fucking gross. So I know what it smells like. I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more details. It's like, oh my God. 
Yeah. And they had a dude living in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> and the basement wasn't finished. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it was just a very strange place. Anyways. And he would have sex with random girls in his house. So I found out that he had been kissing random girls too from my roommates. They didn't know about the sex, but they heard that he had been kissing other girls. So I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Liz, I launched. We just exchanged kisses. (laughs) It's just like, it's just how people greet in Europe. You wouldn't understand. You're not sophisticated. (laughs) We just like touched tongues intimately and gazed into each other's eyes. It was not a big deal. You know what? If you're upset about that, that's on you. He's just kissing (laughs) girls. It's it's just a friendly way to greet a stranger. Kissing on the mouth. Do you not do that to guys at parties? You're allowed to. <laughs> oh my God, I really can't. So no, I confronted him about it because mm-hmm. he was on his way over. So I found out about this shit in stages. I found out about the girl that he fucked. Then the girls that he was kissing, he came over and I, we had like two stairs outside of the door. Um, and he rang the doorbell. I opened the door and pushed him down the stairs. <laughs> he caught himself. Like, God damn it! He deserves me. a concussion. Yes, he does. That would be, that would have been his sixth. Um, his sixth concussion. Mm-hmm. Is he like a cat? He only has nine. He's, He's only po- allowed to have nine. <laughs> <laughs> he had to stop playing contact sports. Better watch out, said, buddy. I'll give you your last four concussions. Just bonk every time he heals. Bonk, <laughs> bonk. <laughs> Mess with the honk. You get the bonk. <laughs> oh my god! I can always count on you. Um, I will physically and violently harm your exes. I mean, same with your exes and me. Uh, for legal purposes, though, I won't actually do that. <laughs> she will. Uh, so I ended up yelling at him for like two hours outside of my house. My roommates were all like standing inside the garage. I didn't know, like listening. Um, I would totally do that. Yeah, I would too. So then we were broken up. I would live tweet it. And oh yeah, you would. And I would hope that you would. At this phase of my life, if anybody ever cheats on me, I you have permission I will to live tweet, tweet or break up. Okay. Period. All right. I'm never going to date somebody that cheats on me again, though. Fucking I have hell. it on film, so. I know. Well, this is basically a contract. Okay. Cool. So he ended up, we broke up, and then we went on Christmas break, and like three weeks later, and he told me about another girl that he fucked. He called me and he was like, I have to tell you, I have to get this off my chest. Wait, so after, wait, you were together or no? No, we had broken okay, up at okay, that okay. point. But I was, he was trying to like win me back. He was like driving all the way from Bellingham. He was stayed in Bellingham for winter break. He drove from Bellingham back to where I was living to like drop off. Like he made me like a mixtape and shit to apologize. And I was just like, get the fuck out of my life. And he was like, well, since you already hate me, I got to tell you about this too. You should have made a mixtape that was only one song. And it was like, it's too late to apologize. Or that, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you very, very. Who is that? Lily. That's a great. with an A or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Anyway. I, all that to say, and this is again why I didn't want to talk about this for so long. Because it was like, I feel like I could take up a whole episode with my cheating experiences. But I have a lot of experience with cheating. I am a barbarian when it comes to my friends getting cheated on now because I know how much it hurts. Like, there is no, there's literally no excuse for cheating. Even if it's an unhealthy relationship and you're fighting all the time, break up. 
Yep. Don't fucking cheat. And I know that it's hard to break up. It is worse to try to... I saw my ex... I mean, I feel a type of way about him now, but I saw him try to become a better person to climb his way out of that and do a lot of work because the shame that comes with cheating is exhausting. Regardless, our relationship was really shitty when he cheated on me. It was very toxic. Not great. And still, he was like, you didn't deserve that. What was toxic about it? (laughs) These are all really good questions. We were just always... I was like really obsessed with him. Like, he was my first love. He was like my first like everything, really. And he was trying to pull away and be independent and mm-hmm. have like an, a single because we started dating freshman year. So he was never really single in college. And he was trying to he had a lot of pressure from his friends to experience being single. I didn't have that for my, my friends were like, if you're happy, then I'm going to be with him. But he was getting a lot of pressure to be single. So and he didn't want to lose me. So he was trying to do both of those things. He wouldn't bring me around his friends ever. So I was always freaking the fuck out about what he was like, doing. What are you doing? What, yeah. what are these? And I had been cheated on so much in the past that I was like, yeah. you don't bring me around your friends. You're fucking a friend. So every time he had a pretty girlfriend, I was like, you're fucking like a hundred percent. And he, he, maybe he was, but there was a lot of that, like mistrust out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And we were just constantly fighting because he was pulling away, which was making me push him more. And so it was toxic and unhealthy and very, it was a, it was a young relationship and I was able to forgive him, never forgot it, but I was able to forgive him (laughs) eventually because he worked really hard to get out of that. But then that swung to the other side of the pendulum of me being like way too chill in the relationship because I didn't, it's like he loved me enough for the both of us. (laughs) Like he didn't really need me to give him any affection because he was trying so, so hard. So it was the cheating really was our demise four years down the line. Yeah. And that's like what I am trying to get at with this whole thing is like a momentary slip up is, will be your demise really. Because like I've met couples that have been married for 40 years and still talking about, Oh yeah. He like had sex with so-and-so 30 years ago. Nobody forgets it. Oh, a momentary slip-up. You mean, like, cheating-wise? Yeah. Cheating-wise, that sticks with you. It's like glitter. And, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you have to be fully aware of, like, the future consequences that is going to have if you choose to stay together. Mm -hmm. We should read a little story or two. Yes. How many did we get? How many did you copy? I kept seeing so many. I tried to like get the ones I thought were like maybe the most like funny. I kept getting notifications and I was like, oh, Liz posted a question. (laughs) (laughs) I also was like asking people some follow up questions. Oh, wow. Uh, Will you read this one? Yeah. Okay. Well, you want me to read it? Yeah. So we're going to read a little, a little uh, listener write in. It says, so Liz, do you want to say the question that you asked? Oh uh, yeah. So I asked on our Instagram and my personal Instagram if um, anyone had any cheating stories, like of being cheated on or being the one who chose to cheat or the other person involved. Just any anything around it. So we got, we got a, f- a lot. Some interesting uh, DMs from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> This one made me laugh. I haven't read any of these. So this says, ooh, girl, not me, but my friend found her ugly, no job having fiance talking to women on Tinder. Oh, no. He has no game, but managed to tell one, my mother would love you. 
they're still together and are getting married in September? Shut the fuck up. <gasps> yeah. Okay, that's the... I can't imagine anything worse than being cheated on and the person ending up with the person they cheated on you with. That fucking oh, no, no, no. blows. I interpreted oh. it... No, this couple is still <gasps> together. She caught her, her fiancé on tinder oh, i thought that the fiance ended up with the tinder the tinder girl <laughs> sounds like multiple no yeah no you're you're right they're still together oh he's not Why? gonna stop yeah he's not gonna stop no he showed you who he was up front and he was like can i oh, do this God. and then you were like yep there is so much climbing <laughs> out of that hole that he has to do oh yeah well i mean she still agreed to marry him so He's well, be, there's still time to blow. There's still time to cancel the wedding. There is. There's quick, still time. Cancel the. That there is time to cancel the wedding up until the day of the wedding. It doesn't matter. Amen. If people are like, but I flew all the way out here. It's like, okay, well, f- that sucks. You're yeah, here for me. You get a little vacation. Yeah. You know. So sorry. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, uh just not getting married is worth not having a divorce in the future in my opinion if somebody cheated on me i would probably just i don't mean this but it would feel really good to like leave them at the altar (laughs) i mean weddings are expensive but it'd be so worth it for the bit (laughs) it was a bit your honor (laughs) honestly it would be yeah I Everyone would, on my I would side fully support you. Like it was worth making it for the that decision. Hell yeah! If if you just showing up, if they're like, does anyone object? And then you fucking object, and then you're like, I knew you were cheating on me. <laughs> oh, that would oh be amazing. God. I would. I'd I would give watch everyone that movie. on my side watch like that a movie. little glass of red wine, and then I just have everyone throw, throw it, it on him. <gasps> on him mm, yeah, yeah stay in the suit bitch you aren't getting married in this yeah. any, any with him, anyone else make him wear a white suit just be like i want us to both be wearing white, all wear white. <laughs> and then they just fucking now i'm like him you know what if you also were like you knew you're gonna do that but then you also were like since i already know i'm gonna do this i'm gonna wear the ugliest fucking wedding dress with like puffy sleeves like an uh-huh. 80s wedding yeah. dress yeah. and then just be like you're gonna love it babe it's my like the my favorite one it's I look, so sexy i look like a goddess <laughs> it's just like the ugliest dress <laughs> i will Ooh. be in the front row crying oh my god if anybody is with someone that they know is cheating on them and you're about to get married feel free to, to steal yeah. this bit well and this person who was telling us about her friend if you're at the wedding you should fully object <laughs> <laughs> but i do have to say if you object they're not allowed to get married oh yeah they're like not is that actually it is lawfully i think so if anyone objects you're like not allowed to continue fuck yeah the power of being a wedding guest (laughs) (laughs) does anyone object yeah i'd just be like let's see what fucking happens i object no reason i just want to see what happens (laughs) good luck (laughs) um i want to read another little funny one how many is how many pages do you have here um a couple of them are long. So, oh, I see, I see, yeah. I see, I see. So this one is short too. Um, it says, uh, I was once at a wedding with my ex, his sister's wedding, and while he was looking at his phone, I glanced over and noticed he was looking at Craigslist casual encounters. 
I wish I could say that was the end of our relationship for me, but it took a lot more bullshittery before my dumbass moved the fuck on. I can totally understand that though, because my ass, my like, you know, pre being cheated on ass would be like, he probably just thinks that they're funny. That's why he's on misconnections. <laughs> and not even misconnections. Casual encounters. Casual, casual it's even encounters. worse. That's, that's like actual like. I don't think they have those anymore. Casual encounters. Yeah. I think that that people were using them for like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my God. Not, not, um, a prostitute. Like escort. People were using that. Using it for escorts. People were using it for escorts Hmm. for a while. And I think that there was an issue with the law with that. And that's probably why they got rid of them. Casual encounters are kind of casual encounters and misconnections are kind of fun to read. I loved reading the misconnections. Yeah. It was so funny. Someone wrote one about my brother. Oh really? Mm -hmm. He ended up going on a date with her too. And she was just like strange, but yeah, it's hilarious to read Mm -hmm. casual encounters. A little different. If my boyfriend was looking at casual encounters, like what the fuck is this? I mean, it sounds like he was up to no good. Yeah. I mean, they clearly broke up bullshittery. I love that. The word bullshittery. Bullshittery. So good. Someone recommended that we start a little like, um, I saw that. Yeah. We should call it the Holy Bible, but it's just like our terminology and all of the players. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea. So we can add bullshitteries. Oh my God. The Holy Bible. Wait, I actually, I'm going to start this tomorrow. I love yes, this bullshittery is going in the Holy Bible. So one response that I got, um, I didn't catch someone cheating, but I had a random girl add me on Facebook and slide into my DMs to tell me that my man was. She provided screenshot evidence and get this, I was out of the country on a girl's trip. And then I asked her, I followed up with more questions because you know me. Yeah. <laughs> I said, how did you confront him? And then she said, I called his ass from Germany and asked him if the name Jane Doe, obviously not her real name. That's so yeah, funny. Uh, <laughs> rang a bell. He casually said, no. Why? Should I? Should it? <gasps> what a piece of shit. I know. And then I laid it all out on the table um, that this gal reached out to me saying that he hooked up with her friend. He ultimately confessed after I sent the screenshots, but not after I had the chick remove his name from her contacts to cross-reference the phone number to prove it was actually his number. And I, it turns out they were all co-workers and he made several advances towards all the young pretty girls despite also people knowing that I existed as his girlfriend. He started crying that he was sorry and blah, 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 that it didn't mean anything. He was weak and asked if I, if he should have his bags packed by the time I returned. Yeah. I said, no, no. I still needed a ride home from the airport. (laughs) Duh. I broke up with him a few months later and kept both the apartment and the dog. Hell yeah. Two important things. But, um, then I was like, just out of curiosity, just out of curiosity, um, did you decide to stay with him a little longer to try and make it work? How did he act after you got home? That would destroy me. Yeah. And then she said, oh, it certainly destroyed me too because then I was playing the where did I go wrong and what's wrong with me? Why am oh, I easy. not enough game with myself? I think initially when I got back, I was most, I was mostly in shock. So really it was, I was in denial that I missed the signs. Um, and then it turned into mostly wanted, wanting to stick around for answers. He spent a lot of time apologizing and trying to make it up to me, which I dismissed. And then finally things fell stagnant. He thought things were good and fine. And I woke up one day and I, to be like, 
where is this relationship going? And I ended things because I knew I deserved better and he left. Caused a whole scene before he did it, but needed to be done. He was only holding me back. It's just like, yeah. Uh, we did get quite a hand, uh, like a few handful of stories that were like, and I still fucking stayed with him for another like few months. It's a comfort thing. Yeah, because uh, I I totally get that. Where you like, okay, I need some answers before I'm like, like you know, at that point, somewhere in the back of your mind, it's done. It's over. Mm-hmm. You don't know when it'll be over, but you need to get the rest of your investment out of this relationship and get some fucking answers. And then when you leave, they'll be surprised. But in your head, you've already made the decision. Yeah. I. That's just what I could uh, assume. Yeah. Well, it's like it took me therapy to realize that breaking up is the easy thing to do. <laughs> Because, like, really, like, it feels like just let's just, like, stay together and make it work. But in the long run, that's a lot more work. Oh, yeah. Than trying to. It's a big decision just to make it away work. From it. Yeah. And it really is the momentary discomfort of ending a relationship is so much easier than the discomfort of trying to make it work to, to gain back trust. And I think that it's important for people to realize, I think what a lot of people fall into, which is what I experienced, is that it must be something about me and not about the other person. And everybody that I've talked to that has cheated on somebody says that it's never, ever about the person that they cheated on. It is always mm-hmm. in a thing within themselves. And I, I didn't believe that until I started like really working through this in therapy because it's so easy to be like, well, it's something that I'm falling short yeah, on. Yeah, I'm not enough. Yeah, and then you fall into that and you start trying to fix yourself and it's like, there's nothing to fit. You're fine, you're yourself. And like, sure, like, yeah. oh, we've been fighting a lot and I could be better. And it's like, no, no, P- couples fight and then they don't always cheat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's- Fighting is normal. Yeah, right. You're gonna have some fights. And like, it's it really, at the end of the day, like when you're able to get away from the idea that it's a shortcoming of yours is when like the actual good work starts getting done Mm -hmm. of like fixing a relation. If you do want to work at it, which is not for the faint of heart, but if you do want to work at it and push past it, like getting out of your own head about it and recognizing that it's something about the other person, something about the relate, like you as a, as a unit is wrong it get, the work starts to get a little bit easier because you yeah. can't you fixing yourself and trying to make yourself everything that this person wants you to be is not the answer. Like you shouldn't have to be anything other than who you are. Yeah. If you need to be something other than who you are to be with this person, you shouldn't want to be with this person. Period. Period. <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. This is my entire. And that's on therapy. This is my entire adult life I leading do, up to this moment. I love that. I like when you read because I have. A moment to drink. <laughs> yes, love that. Sip my drink. Love that. Enjoy yourself. Lean Thanks. back, relax. I'm fully man spreading right now. <laughs> my boyfriend. So, first I'll say Amelia's friend calls my boyfriend Mr. Liz, which is now my favorite name. But Mr. That's magic Liz, man that calls him Mr. Liz. He has a nickname on the magic show. Magic man. You named him Magic Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was him. Yeah. Oh, well, Magic Man Nate calls my together. boyfriend Mr. Liz. <laughs> so that's how he will be referred to from now on out. Mr. But Liz. We, I like that better than my boyfriend, Mr. Liz. Me too. I like Mr. Liz better okay, too. So Mr. Liz level. has this habit of, um, like, when I'm man spreading, he takes a picture of it. 
And it happens a lot. And I had no idea. We were at brunch. And I love that for me. We were at brunch. If, no, it was my birthday. It was my birthday night. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Liz was sitting next to me. And he was just like, hey, check this out. It's like just a picture of Liz on his phone. And she was just Fully. like in the back of a car, not on the seat at all, but kind of sitting. You were like leaning like on like your elbows were where your butt goes in the car and your legs were fully spread out in a car. Mm-hmm. It was in the back seat of a car. And I was like, what is she doing? And he's like, she just, she man spreads a lot. <laughs> and it was so out of context. It was hilarious. We weren't talking about it. I should just, like, start. I'm going to post a picture of me man spreading. So people know. He'll know the one that he showed me. It was the back of a car. <laughs> Ask him for that one. It was a good okay. one. He probably has an album. Oh, 100%. Knowing him. It's like he almost, um, it was, he had it at the ready. It was like he had yes. a shortcut in his phone. Oh yeah. He was like, he probably that. does. Hey ladies, it's me again, your BFF with the married boyfriend who lives halfway across the country. Anyway, y'all asked for cheating cheater stories and I imagine the I cheated stories are not super popular. It took me a little while to admit that I cheated and to this day, my ex still not does not, my, and to this day, my ex still does not know the full extent to which I did, but here we go. From late 2013 to early 2015, I was off and on again with a guy we'll call Toothbrush. Toothbrush was an emotionally abusive asshole that I was convinced I could change and make lovely, love me. We've all been there. You can't change anyone. Nope. He only ever wanted me for sex, and I felt I, quote, knew him too well, unquote, to actually be with him. What in the actual fuck does that mean? My underdeveloped prefrontal cortex led me to continue in the cycle of abuse for years, having my heart broken over and over. In February 2015, I finally broke things off and started adventuring through the world of Tinder where I came across a guy with a funny name I'd never seen before. I remember starting to swipe left on him, but dragging my finger back slowly to see his picture, then swiping right. I do that so much. (laughs) His profile said something like, I have pizza, so I messaged him, where's the pizza? And we went from there. We'll call him Pizza in this story. Good nickname. Mm -hmm. Pizza and I text... Yeah, we like that. Pizza and toothbrush. (laughs) I need to take some notes from you on how to name these guys fancy waiter That's yeah the worst name. something about shoes and feet whatever <laughs> and i like fancy waiter fancy waiter is a good name it's a good name um okay pizza and i texted for a few months before finally meeting in person and he was totally cool with it we matched in march met in early june and were officially together by august our anniversary was the same as my parents so it felt pretty perfect our anniversary was also Toothbrush's fucking birthday. Go figure. He must be a Virgo. Do not fuck with that. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> but moving on. During the summer that Pizza and I were dating, Toothbrush weaseled his way back into my life. As they do. I'm going to sing my little side comments so you can differentiate between okay. what, what she's saying and what I'm saying. <laughs> One muggy July night, Toothbrush called me and I answered. I don't know why I answered, but my stupid heart told me to. You have to listen to your gut. (laughs) I hate this, but it feels right. I sat on my side porch at 2 a.m. to the cicadas and swatting away mosquitoes as he went on and on about this girl who just broke up with him before eventually asking if I was talking to anyone. I fucking, I hate guys. Cheating, the musical. Wow, that's going to be the name of this episode, Cheating the Musical. I told him briefly about pizza and he started his narcissistic bullshit of asking how he was compared to him, etc. Fuck 
all the way off. I take it back. He must be a Leo. (laughs) After that phone call, we texted off and on, but nothing remarkable. Pizza knew vaguely about Toothbrush, but I didn't tell him that he was back in contact with me. In February 2016, guilt overcame me, and I told Pizza that I'd been texting Toothbrush. I didn't give him details, but I did tell him that I stopped, which was true at the time. We almost broke up. No. He almost broke up with me, but graciously gave me another chance. Then May rolled around. I was graduating from college, and for whatever reason, I got stupidly upset that pizza wasn't, quote, dressing up, unquote, for my ceremony. Looking back, I don't know why I gave a fuck, but it bothered me a lot that day. It's usually the result. This is Amelia now. It's, that's usually the result of, like, a whole bunch of shit. You know, if you get mad about petty stuff like that, there's more happening beneath the surface. It's true. One of the thoughts that came to mind was, well, toothbrush would have dressed up. Why? I checked up up on his Tumblr that day and replied to one of his posts saying that I was thinking about him. We briefly, we started texting shortly after that and fell back into our usual bullshit. But this time I decided we could actually meet up in person. I lied to Pizza and said that I was hanging out with a college friend, but in reality, I was having lunch with Toothbrush where I drank one too many pomegranate martinis. We went back to my apartment and things got slutty. I bent over to turn on the AC unit. Oh, God, what's that like? I bent over to turn on the AC unit and he slid a hand up my dress. Then we were sitting on the couch and he was admiring my new thigh tattoo with his hands as they wandered. Then we ended up in my bedroom. We didn't have sex. I don't even think we kissed. But there were hands and mouths in places they shouldn't be when you're with someone else. Mm, Yeah. A few weeks after that, I liked one of Toothbrush's pictures on Instagram. This was the time when you could still see an activity page with what your friends liked and commented on. That was some shit. Amelia again. That was some shady fucking shit on Instagram's part. I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm the only person who never gave a fuck about that. Ooh, I was on that. Like, what on rice. I never cared. Whenever anybody was ignoring me, I would refresh that and see if they were on Instagram. Okay, where are you liking? Why are you texting me back? Okay, going back to the story. Pizza saw that I liked Toothbrush's picture and decided that was it. He correctly suspected that I was talking to him again and he ended our relationship. I fought fought him on it for weeks, begging for his forgiveness and for another chance, but he eventually cut me off entirely. My heart was shattered, but I did it to myself. Did I really think I could fuck around and keep my committed boyfriend who deserved none of this? Pizza Pizza never ever deserved the pain that I caused him and it still hurts to know that I did that to him. All he did was love me and I let an emotional abusive douchebag convince me otherwise. Toothbrush and I reconnected a couple of times after my relationship ended, but now it's been almost a year since I've spoken to him at all. Pisa and I reconnected last winter, and there were glimmers of hope of us getting back together, but it ultimately did not happen. He hinted at wanting to know the full truth of what went on with Toothbrush, but I told him that knowing only would hurt him and would do nothing beneficial for him. I heard, I've heard, i heard it said that people don't tell their partner they cheated for the benefit of their partner. They do it to re- relieve themselves of guilt. Yes. It's like admitting to murder. That was Amelia. Um, but all it does is hurt the partner. So sometimes I wonder if it's better to never know. Well, actually, it's better to never fucking cheat. Wow, this is really echoing what we were just yeah. saying. So I'm a cheater. My dumb 21 to 22-year-old brain assisted in my shitty decision-making. I was left to deal with the consequences, and pizza was the victim. I haven't been in an official relationship since, and that ended in 2016. My relationship with the married guy is the realest thing I've had since then. I can only wonder if there is a reason that after having cheated, I'm now the other woman in a relationship. I understand that karma. This is Amelia. I, I understand that karma feeling, but it's not. That's mm-hmm. not real. I mean, k- karma's real, but anyway. So, the story is very similar to an experience I have, and I've never told this story. Right 
as we're recording, I haven't told a lot of people this story. It's like, I feel like you and my therapist know. How do you feel about that? Um, I about haven't. Telling it. How, how do I feel about telling it? Um, I knew I wanted to talk about this eventually, no matter what. That's good. I haven't told my boyfriend. I haven't told Mr. Liz yet, but I am going to tell him before this comes out. Um, but this is why I have a lot of, uh, harbored resentment towards shoe man. And this, maybe this will be the only time I ever tell this story again. Um, so we have a lot of history. I knew him for like, we dated when we were in high school and then, um, into college and then broke up didn't talk for a long time and then like our paths crossed again and it was like 10 years later that we were like oh yeah let's talk again whatever this is probably like our third time dating and um we had a terrible breakup I moved out here he was supposed to move out here with me and instead he just broke up with me (laughs) and I'm really fucking thankful for that every day um but after we broke up I like met someone else like because I just was like I was excited and I wanted to move on but also I was still heartbroken and didn't know how to be alone it was a mixture of those two things I was like excited to date other people in in a new city And then I also was just like, I do not know how to be alone with myself. And this is like such a pivotal time in your life when you're like fucking 26 in a brand new city. Like you thought you're going to marry someone and they break up with you and you're like jolting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on emotionally. So I met someone else and I was dating him. And this is the guy I forget that I dated. (laughs) And he's, he's like so unproblematic. I know. So just normal. I don't know what to call the him. Thunk. The lawyer. The yeah, lawyer. He's a lawyer. So we'll call him that. Um, and yeah, so I was dating this guy who's a lawyer, the lawyer. And um, like a few months later, a few months go by and I can just tell like my ex is dating someone else. And um, how? I no, I'm still friends with some of his friends Mm. and they were like posting pictures at group things and like she was like appearing more and I saw some shit on Venmo not like with him but like his friends were like Venmoing her for stuff and I was like all right is he dating this girl and I previously did not think like oh he's dating this woman because she was going through a divorce from a woman And she, like, posted a lot of stuff about, like, being a lesbian, which I also think, like, you don't know until you know. Yeah. Like, right, whatever. Yeah. Like, people... It's all on a spectrum. Exactly. Like, you meet someone that you wouldn't think that you would date, and then you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I just... That's also why I just didn't suspect that they would be dating, because she was, like, going through a divorce from a woman. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, she doesn't even like men. Um, but he is very feminine looking, so it's not fully surprising. It's just the suspicions, whatever. And then I was just like, I can't remember why we started having a conversation or how that started happening, but I just wanted 
I wanted some like form of closure. I never got any form of closure at all. Mm -hmm. Like I was going through therapy and I was focusing on myself. I did not want to be with him again. Like in my gut, I knew that wasn't right. And I didn't want to be with him again, but I wanted like some, I wanted to have a conversation. Like I wanted to like reflect. I wanted to have a retrospective on like how much our relationship fucking sucked Mm -hmm. and not feel like I was crazy. Yeah. And I probably, I probably initiated like our first contact to like try and have like some form of like normal conversation of like, okay, we're both dating other people. Like, can we just like talk about this fucking relationship? And then it morphed very quickly into he, him sexting me and like I it sounds like I'm like removing myself from this and I I promise I'm not he started to make the conversation sexual and at that point I knew I was like okay I can either I can either like not participate or I can have some control Mm -hmm. and that I decided that I wanted some control so I engaged in having this like sexting conversation with him and um we exchanged like nudes and stuff and it was very sexual and then the next day I was like I don't feel good about this Mm -hmm. and um I was like I regret doing that like I just wanted to have a conversation with you also in the back of my mind like I'd be lying if I didn't say like I knew that I could get him to like send me nudes and say sexual things to me and have some sort of like leverage in general and feel like I had some control. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a power thing at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you felt so powerless for so long. Exactly. Yeah. Like if this is how I have to get you to talk to me and I have something, I have some sort of power in this situation. Yeah. It levels the playing field is how it feels. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I did not feel good about it, though. Like, I'm dating this completely innocent person who is very, like, unproblematic, like you said. I don't think, like, my heart was ever fully in it. I think I, like... It was a rebound, for sure. Yeah, I had a crush on him, but I just was not really, like, fully invested. And also, I just... I needed to be alone. Mm -hmm. I needed to be alone with myself as an adult. That that was something I had never experienced until that point. And I don't know. He was also like, I don't feel good either. I know if we were in person, like I would, I would do things I regret or something like that. And then I know if we were in person, I would not have done anything. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I just know that about myself. Like I don't cross that line, but still emotionally and sexually, I crossed a line that like if someone did that to me, I would consider it cheating. Yeah. We never met up in person or anything. So you can cut this out if you don't want to say it, but he was texting you things like, don't wear a skirt around me. Oh yeah. Like well, pretty fucked up shit. So after that, yeah, I was like, I was still continuing to try to just have a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I want to talk to you about like our relationship ending. I want to have some sort of, some kind of closure. And then no matter what I said, like if he texted me or I texted him first, it was all he would try and make the conversation conversation sexual no matter what. There was one weekend he was out of town and he was texting me 
like out of town from where he lives, like in a different city. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to a shoe convention. And I was like, is that where everyone is a shoe? And he was like, are you calling me a shoe? And then I said, that's a good question. If you were a shoe, what kind would you be? And he was like, well, I'll let you decide. And I said something like a Chelsea boot. (laughs) I don't know. And I explained why. And then I was like, what kind of shoe would I be? And then he said like a stiletto because I know you like at least six inches and like made it somehow made a conversation about shoes really sexual. And then I was like, I can't remember what I said, but I like made it non-sexual. And then I was like, that would hurt my feet or something. Or I I was like, I was like someone who loves foot fetishes would love this or like some, something like corny and like stupid. And then every conversation I tried to have with him, he just made it sexual. And I was just like enraged. Yeah. And I also felt guilty. Um, So I broke up with my boyfriend that the lawyer like shortly after because I was like, okay, he did not deserve this. Yeah. Um, And clearly I'm not ready to be in a relationship because this is not like something that I'm proud of or I would normally do. That's big of you to, to recognize that. I did not tell him though. I never told him and I chose not to tell him because he had previously dated a woman that it seemed like they were really in love, but she cheated on him and he was very like damaged from that. He, and I knew that like me cheating had like, what via text who gives a shit like it doesn't matter if it was physical or not like me cheating had nothing to do with him and I didn't want to make it worse I didn't want him to have more of like a fear that he was gonna be cheated on I I just didn't want to like be another thing that he was like insecure about because he did not deserve that because like you said it was not about him at all like he's an amazing guy he's handsome he is smart he has everything going for him I just was not ready to be in a relationship and like he did not deserve to be like fucked over or feel bad about himself or anything like I just did I don't I don't know I didn't want him to like have any repercussions from knowing that yeah and that's why I made that decision and my therapist was also like you're taking away his choice so I'm aware of that too but like I'm I do have to say I'm still happy with the decision I made That's because good. I don't know. I just think that he like deserves someone who loves him and will like be present with him and not be distracted or need to like change and grow and I don't know. I think if there was a physical component in person, you probably would have told him. Yeah. I think that it was the nature of the of the cheating that made it so that it was like it would harm him more to know. Yeah. Because I, like, I definitely felt like it would have hurt yeah. him more if he knew. Yeah. And I mean, that's his decision to make. And I did not give him the opportunity to decide that. I made the decision for him, which also isn't fair. But like I said, like, I don't regret the decision I made because yeah, you put I, a lot into it. I, I did. <laughs> I talked to my therapist a lot about what I thought I should do. And, I, and then afterwards, like... I just was enraged that, like, he wouldn't... Everything he gave me was a non-answer. And I remember specifically being like, I just feel like you, like, 
owe me an apology or something. Yeah. And then he was like, you're right, but I don't deserve to be forgiven, which is just a fucking excuse <gasps> to be like, a dick bag. Or I don't feel like I deserve your forgiveness. And it's just an excuse to not like have a conversation and not admit like how you hurt me. And at that point, like now I would love to still have a conversation. Eh, no, I don't want to fucking talk to this idiot, but it just, I was so enraged and then I like <laughs> I had gone back to Vegas with one of our friends um, for like a weekend, like a long weekend. And I knew I was going to be triggered that weekend. And I like got hammered in like the bars we used to go to. And I like ran into one of his friends and I told him I was like he cheated on this girl with me. And, um, he was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and then I was like, did he cheat on me? And he's like, not that I know of. And then, um, I like was blacked out and I like sent her a message on Instagram. You were blacked out when you sent that? Originally. Oh, well, so that. here's what happened. I like was blacked out and I sent her a message. Like I was like, he cheated on you and whatever. Like it was just a long rambling message. And then I was able to unsend it. Oh, good. Like right I, away? Uh, I figured it out like a couple hours later because I was with our friend and I was just like hammered and I was like, fuck, I accidentally hit send because I was going to delete it. Mm -hmm. And then I I remember hitting send and I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, oh, fuck I it. guess <laughs> this is what the universe wanted me to do. Yep. Um, and then I was able to unsend it. And then the next day I texted him and I was like, um, just so you know, I went to send her this message and I was able to delete it, but I think we need to talk. And I found out that day that I sent him a text and was like, we have to talk. Like he, it was her birthday. It was her fucking birthday. I could have ruined her birthday. I'm, I, I'm sure she saw it. Well, cause the guy I ran into, that was his friend was also there's no way she saw it. it was the middle of the night oh okay. she definitely okay. was asleep it was like 3 a.m oh okay was definitely asleep and they were waking up early to go do shit for her birthday because like him and all of their so friends like went it. to like the only lake in las vegas for her birthday and the friend i ran into was there and i was like i also told your friend he was like i he i could tell he was like probably shook and he was like yeah we should have we should talk and that's when he gave me like some more fucking bullshit non-answers of like, uh, I was like, well, how come you sexualized every conversation? He's like, I just don't know how to handle like talking to you. I'm like, this is like not my problem. Mm -hmm. All I want is to be like, where <laughs> at that point, all I just wanted was to be like, what, what happened in your head in your decision making that you were like, this is not, I cannot make this work. Like, I cannot move out. I cannot follow through with the promises I made this person. Mm -hmm. I just want something, like, yeah. some self-awareness. I literally yeah. just only wanted him to be self-aware and be like, can you just explain just your your thought ask. process and your decision-making to me? So that was super frustrating. And then a few months later, after I had fully removed my feelings from the situation, I was like, you know what? I am done. I have this huge weight on my shoulders of like knowing that 
they're still together and he has not told her the truth. Probably never will. Mm -hmm. And I no longer want it to be angering me. I don't want any sort of further connection to this person. Um, And I felt really guilty. And I would want to know if I were her. Yeah. So I, that's when I did message her. And this was like, yeah, a few, like a couple months later, maybe a month later when I was like, I'm done being mad. I just want to be, I want this to no longer take up any more space in my thoughts and my feelings. And, um, I let her know, (laughs) like, I was like, here's everything. I can give you proof if you want it. I don't know if that would just hurt more, but like. I would want to know if I were you. I don't wish ill on either of you. I'm not doing this out of like any sort of like revenge. I just want to be done. Yeah. And then she blocked me. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, she just blocked me. So she definitely saw it. She fully saw it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, because it goes to your message request. Yeah, right. I didn't realize she blocked you. I thought she just left you unread. Nope. She blocked me and... Uh, I'm assuming he just controlled the narrative and was like, Absolutely. she's lying. She's crazy. They're, she wants to yeah. be back with me. Oh God, the crazy like, ex-girlfriend. He, he would constantly pull the narrative of like crazy ex-girlfriend. Constantly. Tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. So fucked. He told me that about the girl he dated before me and a girl he dated at work. Like, he was like, oh, she's crazy. And uh, now I'm like, is she crazy or like, did you make her crazy? Yep, I think about that all the time. The shit he he would he stayed in a relationship with his ex uh, because he just has like a codependency mm-hmm. issue and like would not leave even though he did, and he just cheated on her mm-hmm. with his coworker like and I knew about that and then when I reflect on it I'm like he told me who he was from the very beginning and I don't know like. I'm sure he was just in her ear, like, uh, yeah, my ex is crazy, blah, blah, blah. Oh, for sure. Like, she just doesn't want us to be together or whatever fucking reason. Yeah. And I think he knew he had a lot of ground to cover. So he, like, uh, two weeks later, after I sent her that message, he proposed to her. And then they rushed their marriage. They rushed having a kid. I have no doubt in my mind that it's not going to end well. No, he's cheating on her right now. Um, I also just like don't have faith that someone who treats women that way is going to be a good dad to a daughter. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Oh God, can you fucking imagine when he's older and she's grown up and he's feeling so protective of her? There's going to be so much shame that comes along with knowing how he, he treated women in the past. I think shame is the only feeling he has. I like have done a lot of like work in therapy and talked about him so much. Mm -hmm. And I just think that like shame from how he was raised and how his parents treat him and his sibling are so like disgusting and toxic and have contributed to making him a terrible person. This is why therapy is so important because I feel like a lot of the time when people make decisions like that, it's the result of a lot of past shit, how they were brought mm-hmm. up. And it's not always the parents' fault. A lot of the time it is, but sometimes it's like... Well, and his parents have friends. fucked up parents. Yeah, it's... Yeah, God, it it's, runs deep. It really, really does. Mess. And it's 
I'm, I, yeah, I'm fix yourself. I'm like not proud of my decision. I know I'm not innocent in that circumstance. Yeah. And I tried to handle it the best that I thought I could. Yeah. Um, but also I like think that he is a significantly worse person. Yeah. Oh um, my God. And like, I, I remember you asking me how I felt about like his wife and like, mm-hmm. um, him having a kid and like, I don't like th- like I don't really think about them at all. Like they're not they're non factors in this. They didn't do anything. Yeah, they're non factors in this circumstance. They didn't do anything. They don't deserve these circumstances. Um, yeah. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I I am sad for them. That's not a life I would want for myself. And I also am like worried like what my karma will be um i feel like you would have gotten it by now or maybe that was my karma it might have been something else yeah you yeah you don't know i think that sometimes things aren't karma and they're lessons yeah i think karma comes back as lessons and you learned a lot from that and like i i don't know i think that it was kind of like a necessary closure in like a weird way like how that I don't think it was obviously he gave never an excuse he gave me no confirmation that he became a better person and then just like tricked someone else into marrying him and that's that's my that makes me even more mad honestly Mm -hmm. if he changed and was a great person I'd be like okay I feel better about this yeah but now i just think that he is gonna be even shittier to this person yeah and he already was and now there's a whole child involved well i appreciate you opening up about that because i know how hard it is to talk about it's really difficult to admit that you've done some something of that nature yeah but it's a unique point of view like i really wanted to have like maybe we'll do this in the future but like a panel of people that have cheated because I have a lot of questions. I think your experience yeah. with it is unique in that there was no physical component. It was an ex. Um, you were in a relationship that was basically a rebound um, to like feel something post that ex that you ended up doing that with. So like there are a lot of unique like moments that I think are valuable for people to hear because really like a lot of the time cheating is the result of like unique circumstances. It's not always just like, Oh, I just want to fuck someone else. No, I wanted so badly to just feel like I had any sort of control and agency in that breakup because I was absolutely blindsided. Mm -hmm. I like, like I've said, like I am so thankful like every day that I am, not in that relationship that I was able to like escape. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I don't know. And For maybe, you. maybe deep down he always knew that like what he has now was never going to be me. Uh-huh. I was never going to settle. Uh-huh. And if I stayed with him, it would have been settling. Yeah. So I don't know. I agree. I would love to hear what he thinks now, but I also like pretty much don't give a shit cause he had plenty of opportunities Yes. And I've like the times I have talked to my therapist, I'm like, I like wonder if he is like a better person, like if he was the person I like was hoping he could be. And then I was like, the answer is no, because if he was, he would have talked to me. Yeah. He would have tried to have a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. And I haven't I have his phone number blocked now because I like I was like, you know what? I don't want to hear what he has to say. 
and also blocking their number gives you the power back of like i'm not always going to be wondering if they're going to apologize because i'm mm -hmm. taking in my own hands you like don't have a choice yeah i don't want to hear what you have to say i also think him being like well, I don't want to apologize because I feel like I don't deserve your forgiveness. Like, go Such blow yourself. He just didn't want to take, like, he didn't want to take accountability for yeah, what he did. Doesn't want any. Has never, nothing to do with. Has never had any accountability for doing anything wrong. And when you say, I'm sorry, you're admitting to doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's what apologizing is. And he wasn't ready to do that. No. So. So that's my uh, cheating story. I have no doubt in my mind that he probably cheated on me at some point. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, like, I don't want to say once a cheater, always a cheater, but like when he's I trying caught him doing suspicious shit. And when he so. says you're the only person I haven't cheated on, bull fucking shit. Like, yeah. He is, you, a cheetah doesn't change their stripes. Like, well, Spots. <laughs> what kind of animal is a cheetah? Your history here tells me that you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was hoping we could end with like some sort of fact, maybe. Oh, yeah. So I looked up uh, cheating stats. I did not read them because you showed up right when I was looking them up. Okay. So we're learning these at the same time. We could take turns reading these bullet points. Love it. So in, 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 uh, in lieu of a sex fact of the week, we'll have some cheater facts. Cheating che- fact yeah. of the week. <sighs> cheating fact of the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. I love an ad lib. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so the first one uh, is it's estimated that 10% of affairs start online. Wow. That's not, that feels low. <laughs> it does feel low. Huh. Well, very interesting. I wonder if like this is like online, like they're not taking into account dating apps or something. Mm-hmm, probably. Yeah. But also like that's like one out of 10. You know, some of them like nine out of 10 could be like at work. Or like True. at a bar. Oh, we're living in a, co- yeah. a post-COVID world. We're like, where do people meet if not online? <laughs> where do people cheat? Where do people cheat and meet? How are people cheating in, in during COVID? Cheating and meeting. Cheating and meeting. <laughs> All online. Thank you so much. I'm like trying to balance it on three fingers. Okay, forty percent of online affairs turn into real life affairs. Whoa, that was like a one a big jump. A yeah, forty percent. Huh. Okay. Um, revenge infidelity accounts for 9% of cheating behavior. Holy cannoli. So if like someone cheated on you and you want to get back at them by cheating also, that's only 9%. That's pretty low. That feels so low. It's very low. Well, all right. 36% of cheaters have affairs with their coworkers. That's what you were saying? Holy shit. Sorry. I'm like really getting Italian with my hands now. <laughs> I'm just knocking everything over. That makes a lot of sense. 36 feels like a, like a girthy number. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Okay. Um, and 22% of men have cheated on their significant other. What does this say for more items? Is there a, a woman yeah, stat? See. Oh, and these are from 2018. We're living in a different world now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. There it is. 14% of women have cheated on their significant other. Interesting little jump, men. We have our fucking eye on you. The last thing I want to ask you is like, at what point do you consider something cheating? I was thinking a lot about this. I think that it's definitely different person to person. Mm. Emotional infidelity, whilst not anything physical, hurts more for me Yeah. than just having like a roll around in the hay. I think both are equally like bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think no matter what, like I'm thinking about what would hurt me more and like both would hurt me equally. I, for a while, I think because when I was going through my most recent cheating experience, the idea of him having feelings for these girls hurt more than the idea of him fucking them. Like him having sex was that, that hurt a lot. But the part that I was really hooked into was like, I bet that he has like a better emotional connection than we have. That was the thing that hurt the most. That killed me. Um, now I think I can look back and know that in the moment, the physical stuff was what, what, like what I was hooking into. And it took, I was on the phone with my mom crying about it. And I was like, I was like only talking about the sex. And it was her that pointed out. She was like, he, he can have, he can do whatever he wants with anyone. The moment that it turns into a big deal is when there's an emotional component. And I hadn't thought about it that way until then. And that was the moment that I really kind of like switched my definition of cheating but everybody has different definitions of it. And it's interesting to talk so to people. So if you were like exclusive with someone and they like fucked someone else, would you still consider it cheating? I would still consider it cheating. But would it, it be easy? Would you want to work past that? Or would you be like, I've done this before and I'm done doing this again? I would never. I don't want to be ever be with anyone that has any sort of cheating. But say it was my first experience with it. I think if somebody had just fucked someone rather than like an affair like a full-blown like kind of double life situation yeah I think I would have an easier time forgiving them yeah if it was just a hookup versus like a full-on affair yeah what about you I don't even know man like I think no matter what it would suck like I I get insecure about my partner's past partners Mm -hmm. depending on like you know, yeah. if they have like a lot of sexual experience, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm so boring compared to like his past experiences. Like, how am I comparing to this? Like, I don't know. That causes some insecurity. So if they hooked up with someone else, I'd be like, okay, that just affirms that I'm like not sexually interesting or attractive to you. And I don't know how, like, even if I we worked through it, like, I don't know how emotionally I could cope with that. I wouldn't be able to either. I would just be like, I would, anytime they tried to make an, a, a sexual advance, I would feel terrible about myself. Mm-hmm. And if it was emotional, I think I'd just be all the way out. Yeah. I will say every single time that I hooked, I had sex hooked up. Every time I had sex with my ex after I found out that he had cheated, I thought about him with other girls every single time. Ugh. And that's really tough. There's like a trauma that comes along with it. Yeah. Um, I think also you comparing yourself to like past people, there's like, this is going back to like early episode, Amelia, there's a biological component of comparing yourself to other people. That's so human to do that. Mm-hmm. And so like, to and it's add- easy to do that when it's like physical only. Cause I'm thinking emotionally, like, of course other people are going to be attracted to my partner, like for the same reasons I am. Yeah. Not just physical. Like right. I think they're great. Like, fu- like, okay. My- Mr. Liz specifically like I'm like yeah of course people are gonna have a crush on him he's like so cute and funny and smart and good at his job and like Mm -hmm. well-spoken and like thoughtful like all of these things that are are the reason I love him like people other people are totally gonna think that's attractive and that's kind of a compliment to you yeah (laughs) and then and then I, I recently asked him I was like would you tell me if someone was flirting with you and he was like um he was like Yes, but I also, like, don't think I would, like, pick up on it. Hmm. And then he sat there and he's like, 
The other day when I was in line ordering food, someone told me I had pretty eyes. And I was like, well, you do have pretty pretty eyes. eyes. (laughs) I was like, well, they weren't wrong. So, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I Who is she? (laughs) Which grocery store was it? Checking out the security footage. Yeah, no, I think um, it's always, there's always going to be a piece that's like, even if you're married to someone for like 50 years, it's like, who's trying on my husband? Yeah. You know? It's like, Mm-mm. but it's also it's a like, compliment. Yeah. It's of like course you're people tra- are going to like have some sort of attraction, attraction to yeah. your, your partner. Cause you did. And the difference is if they act on it and yeah. that's, and like what your like agreement between each other is like, Hey, if you ever feel like this kind of way, like <laughs> let's have a plan in place. Like don't let it scare you. Yeah. Or like, Right. sway what you do because of course like other people are going to be attracted to you and you're going to be attracted to other people right but at the end of the day like we love each other and agreed to this partnership yeah so let's take it from there i don't know yeah i agree i'm not experienced enough in long-term relationships to and even if you were every relationship is so different that's true that's the cool thing about relationships mm-hmm. you can kind of like more make your own rules as you go it's the cool thing and the fucked up thing because it's like sometimes yeah. i'm like can i just have a fucking handbook for this shit yeah i just want there to be some rules yeah just put some rules. rules and regulations just think of being confused and sad <laughs> i just want someone to tell me what to do because my brain's tired oh god that's like the uh, the adult life tagline like just can somebody my make the decisions tired. for me yeah, exactly. my brain's tired <laughs> adult I feel like this is a good place to end, especially because it's so fucking hot. I'm so hot. fucking hot. Okay, cool. All right. Um, thank you for listening. I'm sure we're going to have another conversation about this. Oh, for sure. I'm sure we're you guys sent us of- so many interesting messages. Yeah. It would be so fun to just read the things you guys send us. Yeah, maybe we'll do that in a future episode Love where it's that. just reader, reader mail. Love that. Or maybe listener like a mail. New, new Testament. <laughs> Ooh, the newest testament, the newer testament. Um. <laughs> At the Holy Hour on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Holy Hour Podcast at gmail.com. We're on fucking Patreon now, bitches. Yes. It's on our link tree. Subscribe We're to our Patreon. Live. We're pointing at the camera right now for all of our Patreon I'm subscribers. I'm shimmying at the camera. It could be you. I just slipped yeah. the boob out. You could be seeing my titties. Did I slip a boob uh, out? I don't know. Subscribe to our Patreon. Maybe you'll see a tit. <laughs> Maybe Thanks, you'll see a tit. Thanks, love you. Okay. All right. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Wow. We hit that fucking note. Good. Yes. Bye.